Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we're going to be talking about being an overcomer. This has been on my heart now for at least several weeks, pretty hard, going back actually several months. That is, I want to talk to you about being an overcomer. The only problem is one of the reasons I've hesitated on bringing this is because it's a little bit scary. But I I want to be an overcomer because of all of the blessings. So maybe I should start there. Maybe I should start by telling you some of the blessings of being an overcomer. Then I'll tell you what you have to do to become an overcomer, and that's not so easy. And then we'll take it from there, okay? And so, first of all, let me tell you some of the blessings of being an overcomer. First of all, there is a very different definition of being an overcomer based upon what the New Testament says versus what Revelation says. And that's another thing I've been needing to tell everybody this. You see, the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. But Revelation is a standalone book. In other words, everything, every major point in the book of Revelation is always stated twice, every single time. As a matter of fact, it's <laughs> very frustrating. As I was memorizing the book of Revelation, I kept saying, well, okay, like, if you say every kindred tongue, people, and nation— why can't you just say every kindred tongue, people, and nation the same way every time? Because sometimes it'll say every nation, kindred, people, and tongue, or sometimes it'll say every tongue, people, kindred, and nation. It turns it around, so it makes memorizing it very difficult. Well, that was when I began to notice that almost everything in Revelation, it's almost like it's two books, meaning that the other parts of the Bible have to rely on other parts. In other words, like maybe the things that Jeremiah said are confirmed by what Isaiah said, or the things that Jesus had said was confirmed by Isaiah. Well, in Revelation, it's not that way. In Revelation, everything, every major point is confirmed within Revelation. Now, having said that, uh, the, the New Testament, meaning from Matthew up to Revelation, defines an overcomer as someone that overcomes the world. Let me give you an example. First, John 5, 4. For whatsoever born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. And then the next verse says, Who is he that overcometh the world? He that believeth in that Jesus is the Son of God. That's not the definition that Revelation gives. The difference is, Revelation describes an overcomer as one that overcomes the beast, which is a whole lot more difficult than just overcoming the world. There's a different temptation that the world brings us as opposed to the temptation that the beast will bring us. As I've said many times, the beast, Daniel says his look is more stout than his fellows. Stout means greater. Means that this guy is going to be the best looking. Also, Daniel says he has a voice, specifically the sound of his voice, the way it resonates, is better than anyone on earth. And Jesus says... In Revelation, he says, and he was given a mouth speaking great things. Daniel also confirms he's given a mouth speaking great things. And Revelation says he is given to make war with the saints. Daniel says given to make war with the saints and to prevail against them. So this mouth he's given is so powerful that it will deceive. Let me say it again. It will deceive almost everyone on earth, only those people whose names are written in the book of life. Not only does the Bible say that, but the angel on the red horse that came to speak to Demetri said, only those people whose name is in the book of life will listen and repent. 
You know what that means? That means that most everyone breathing with a heartbeat right now is not. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm just reporting what it says. Is not going to make it into heaven. Most people will not make it. So back to overcomer. Overcomer in the New Testament is simply overcoming the world. John 5, 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. There. But it changes in Revelation. Overcometh there. And it does not say it in these words. I wish it did. But it doesn't say it in these words. It says, basically, that those that overcome the beast. never says it. But that's what it's referring to. So let me start with some of the things, the advantages of being an overcomer. Because once the first seal is opened... Once we hear that noise of thunder, or as Ken Peter said, as we hear that 1970s horn honk, once we see the graves burst open as if an explosion was in them, there's no scripture that says that, but that's what his testimony says. And once the electronics go off for about two weeks, once they come back on and they're talking about a new world government and a new leader to lead us, at that point, we will be tribulation saints. At that point, we will have the opportunity to become an overcomer. So let's talk about the benefits of being an overcomer. Revelation 2.7. 2, 2, I'm just going to read the overcomer part. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now, that paradise, that's not where the trees are. <laughs> this is the golden city. That's a big cube of almost solid, pure gold, clear as glass and transparent as uh, glass, the Bible says, as, as clear as crystal, transparent as glass. So the overcomer gets to go into the New Jerusalem and never has to leave. Now, all the other folks that aren't overcomers, they can visit, but they don't get to stay there forever. Now let's go on to the next one. Revelation 2.11, He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death, means... If you see the beast, hear the beast, and you do not take the mark of the beast, you are qualified to become an overcomer. And, unfortunately, most of the overcomers will give their life to resist that mark of the beast. That means that you don't have to worry. You see the beast, hear the beast, you don't take that mark of the beast, you don't have to worry. You're not going to be hurt by the second death or soul death. You are saved. Revelation 2.17 To him that overcometh, will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a new a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knowing knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Now, I asked our congregation was Sunday, I said, what is the hidden manna? So I'm going to ask you folks out there in radio land, what is the hidden manna? I'm going to ask again, what is the hidden manna? <laughs> I'm not going to ask David. <laughs> he's, he's here on the line with me, but I'm going to say that there's probably not more than one or two persons that can answer that. So let me tell you what the hidden manna is. What is the hidden manna? When Jesus returns, all of the earth is, is shaken flat, or as you should say, into a nice, round, smooth ball. Uh, that's when I think it's Isaiah 40, verse 4 says, Every valley is exalted, every high place and mountain is made low, the crooked places are made straight, the rough places are made smooth. The entire earth, there's no more sea. The entire earth is made into a nice, round, smooth ball. No more hills, no more mountains, no more valleys, no more streams. I mean, there's no more oceans. It's all nice and smooth with a perfect water content in the soil all the way around it. 
except there is one mountain and only one mountain. It is called the mountain of God. Daniel 2 talks about it. Several places in Revelation talks about it. And it is a very high mountain. And on top of that mountain is the golden city. You remember to meet, or you remember uh, Jesus talked about uh, a city that is a light city on a, on a mountain. Don't put your put it under a bushel and all that sort of stuff. That's what it's talking about. And the Bible says it's four square, and it is made of pure glass, clear as crystal, or transparent as glass. I believe is the way it says it. And in that, Jesus is literally the light of the world, because when he returns on the Feast of Trumpets. I just felt the anointing touch me, confirming what I'm saying. Uh, so when he returns on the Feast of Trumpets, uh, that is when he uses the morning star. Uh, Isaiah seventeen fourteen says that evening tide they are, and the morning they are not. means in less than 24 hours, from midnight to before the morning, he burns all of the tares. And the two angels returning with him uses sharp sickles, and they slash the grapes. That's when the blood came out, comes out of the uh, the wine press that is trodden without the city, uh, up to the horse bridles by a space of thousand six hundred furlongs. And then, after the burning of the tares, then he gathers the wheat into the barn. Matthew thirteen thirty. Then we get our glorified bodies. That's when the dead in Christ shall rise first for about the third time. Without going into that. The dead in Christ shall rise first. They get their glorified bodies, and the rest of those people in Christ explode out of those coffins or wherever they're buried. And we get a glorified body. Then those people are alive on the earth. They get a glorified body probably in an instant in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump or the seventh trump. That's on the day of trumpets. If you understand, if you get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, I explain all this to you. And what my book does is it takes the fear of the last days away. See, it does what the pre-trib rapture is trying to do. The pre-trib rapture is trying to say, oh, you don't have to go through all this. But my book does it effectively because the reason we have fear of the last days is because we don't understand it. Those things we don't understand, we have fear of. But it gives you the understanding, and many people say the fear starts going away. Because now I understand what is coming. When I understand, I don't fear. Okay, so back to what is the hidden manna. The hidden manna is when Jesus returns, we get a glorified body. We will shine brighter than the sun. And Daniel 12 says that those that turn many to righteousness shall shine as the stars forever. So we will we'll have a, a bright shining body. But we don't ever have to eat again. We never thirst again. We have a light body. It's not a mud body anymore. Today we're in a mud body but a light body. Well, Jesus is in the center of that golden city on top of that one mountain. He's like a lighthouse, like a city that sits on a hill. Can you remember that? And he is literally the light of the world. The sun has gone out back up in the fifth vial, and it never relights. It never comes back on again because Jesus literally is the light of the world. So as we walk around in the New Jerusalem, because we never have to leave. Now, all the rest of them that are not overcomers, they can visit, but they have to leave. They still have mansions out on the earth someplace. We don't. Those, look, when we hear, when that first seal opens, you are a tribulation saint. And you then have the opportunity and probably will become an overcomer. So what is it? The hidden manna is that light 
coming from Jesus that hits our light body. In other words, it's hidden energy. It's the hidden manna that everything on the earth is going to need. But he gives us to eat of the hidden manna. And he gives us a white stone. And the stone, a new name written, which no man knowing it, save he that receiveth it. All right, now to the next one. He that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end. In other words, he doesn't quit. He doesn't take the mark. He doesn't resign. Say, I mean, I'm 66. And as long as I can breathe and block sunshine, my heart's beating, I'm going to be serving the Lord or until he tells me it's time that I can slow down a little bit. He that keepeth my works to the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Who are the nations? The nations are those for without that are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. The nations are those people that's described in and the rest of those that has um, it get? And the rest of those that repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons, devils of idols and gold and silver and uh, brass and stone. And they are the evil people. They didn't take the mark, so they didn't get their name in the book of life, but they didn't take the mark of the beast either. So they're not tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone for all eternity. The nations are those, they're, they're the misfits, they're the hoodlums, they're the gangs that are roving the earth and they get all the way through the tribulation having never took the mark of the beast because they're outside of society but they didn't receive jesus either so they are the corners not harvested he that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end to him will i give power over the nations what kind of power it means that if we are an overcomer if we see the beast hear the beast we don't take the mark of the beast and we continue to serve him until our death, or till he returns, then he gives us a special power. What is that power? Next verse says, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. What does that mean? It means that these nations, they're allowed to live for up to 1,000 years. But on the Feast of Trumpets, when Jesus returns, they're told, you break one law and you are toast. I mean, literally, a morning star judge shows up at the speed of thought and hit you with the morning star, which we're about to explain. You fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul instantly. That is your judgment. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. They are not allowed to break any law. As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers. Shivers is ashes. They literally fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones. Even as I received my father, and I will give him the morning star. And let me put that together. It's saying that overcomers that keep his works to the end will be given power to rule over the nations, to see that they do not break any laws. And if they do break a law, an overcomer shows up, the speed of thought hits them with the morning star, it's instant judgment, they fall to the ground and pile up ashes and bones. Revelation 3.12, him that overcometh. Will I make a pillar in the temple of my God? This is one of my favorite ones. What does it mean, pillar in the temple of my God? In other words, they never have to leave. They're like part of the new Jerusalem, okay, where Jesus is, where he is the light of the world. Make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. We never have to leave. We're about to be an overcomer. We want to be an overcomer. We, I know you're going to say, what? We want to give our life for Jesus, to glorify his name. And I'll write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down from heaven from my God, and I'll write upon him my new name. So we actually get several things written on us. 
we get the city of Jerusalem written on us. That allows us, if we wanted to, come and go, but we don't want to. We're going to stay in the new Jerusalem. And he's going to write on us the name of his God, which is Jehovah. And he's also going to write upon us a new name. He's going to give us a white stone with a new name written in the stone, and no one knows it but us. All of that, because we see the beast, but we don't fall to the beast. Revelation 3.21, him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me on my throne. What? Yeah. We are going to be able to go over and sit on the Ark of the Covenant. We're going to be able to sit on the golden throne of God with the Father and with him. And you say, wait a minute. We didn't have to get up. No, because we're light. We're light from Jesus. We're Remember, the Bible says when we see him, in other words, when he returns, when we see him, we will be like him. He is light. We will be a light body. He that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. What? You got to get the understanding. We're light bodies. The father can be on the throne. Jesus can be on the throne. We can be on the throne. There might be all of the overcomers on the throne with him all at the same time because we're all in a light body. We can't even understand that today, but that's what it says. Revelation 2, 21, 7. And this is the last one. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Now, immediately it begins to talk about the nations. These are the ones that they don't get eternal life. They are allowed to take the leaves of the tree of life, and therefore the healing of the nations. They are allowed to drink of the river of water of life that flows out of the New Jerusalem, but they're never allowed to go into the New Jerusalem. There's 12 um, gates, and each one of those gates, there's an angel, and there's an angel sin to it that no one gets in that defileth, but only those people whose names are in the book of life. And this is the group of people that don't make it in. These are the people that we rule over, but the fearful unbelieving, abominable, murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in a lake that burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. They're allowed to live up until a thousand years or upon their first sin. And at what time they sin, poof, they're gone. That is their judgment. Pile of ashes and bones. They do, they're not allowed to sin at all. So, now let's talk about being an overcomer. I want... I know this is pretty personal, and this reason I've never said it before, because it's, it is very personal, and David asked me to talk about this, or I probably wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm going to tell you, I, I can't tell you how many times I've prayed, and I've said, Lord, please give me the strength and allow me to die glorifying your name. I want to become an overcomer. I think it was two nights ago in my prayer closet, I asked him again, I want to become an overcomer. Matter of fact, I want to become one of those those judges that sit in those sit on those thrones. But you know, I don't know. He's he, I believe he's told me, no, no, you you don't get that. That's fine. But many people, all of us, right now, as soon as that first seal opens, as soon as we see the beast, we can become an overcomer. All we have to do is keep his works to the end, not take the mark, and that's not going to be easy because they are going to be searching us out. Everybody, 
as in just about everybody that is breathing and a beating heart is going to be tracking us down. They'll be tracking us with satellite, with gun, with drones. Look, do you think those cameras up above the, the street lights? do you think that those are just so that they can record us and see who was actually at fault at an accident? <laughs> do you think all of this technology is just so that the bad guys get caught? Well, I suppose it is. But you see, the time is coming when we're going to be the bad guys. Dave, do you have a comment here? You know, the scripture says, and you should be hated of all nations for my name's sake. But it also says, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And uh, I felt like for, for a long time that although these are difficult times, it could also potentially be such a blessing to be alive in these days that we're in. Okay, well, let me back up and explain that, because I used to think that, that that was saying, that scripture, that if we endure to the end, we are saved as in our name is in the book of life. Well, again, I've discovered that's actually not what it's saying. It's saying that those that endure to the end, in other words, the, the nations, they're saved. But see, we tend to think that means saved as in our name is in the book of life. That's not what it's saying. They are saved in terms they're saved from the wrath to come. Means they didn't receive Jesus, so they don't get eternal life. And they didn't take the mark of the beast, so they're not burned up. So they're saved from the wrath. They're allowed to live up to a thousand years or until they sin for the very first time. Glad you brought that up. Well, I haven't gotten to the place where you are. Where I mean, I from the vision that I've seen, these times that we're going into, we are going to need God to be our strength because I can't put in words what it feels like when the words come out of the mouth that we are the unbelievers and need to be killed. So <laughs> it's a lot easier to talk about than it is in reality. I realize that what we've said today is pretty scary. Let me go to 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. There had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But with the temptation also will make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. Now, we want to think that that means that we're not ever going to be killed, we're not ever going to be tortured, or any kind of real bad things for Jesus. I don't think that way. I think that God gives us the strength to endure, to be victorious in every situation. I believe that God is going to protect some, no question. Some are going to be taken out into a wooded area. Dimitri was told that. The angel came to him and showed him a wooded area. He said that there will come a time when he will take many people to this wooded area where he is going to protect them. Some will be protected. Some, however, have the strength within them to do more, to actually give their life for Jesus. I remember one night, here I am again, talking about something very personal in my prayer closet. I said, Lord, you know, it, it would be good that if I had gone through some of those things like Dimitri had gone through, so you could talk to me like he did Dimitri, so you could tell me more uh, about the things that are coming so I can warn your people. Uh, that was not good. <laughs> I haven't said that again since then, because he spoke to my heart and he said, Stan, you're not strong enough. You're not strong enough to endure that. I'm not going to put you through that. Now, that's that should be positive for the people listening. That should be good. That should be positive for you. In other words, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 is saying he's not going to put us 
in a situation where we're going to fail. He's saying, Stan, you couldn't take it. Dimitri could take it. So I wouldn't put you through that. And I believe he's saying to every one of us, he's not going to put us into a situation just so he can watch us fail. He's not going to do that. Some of us will be protected because that's all we could go through. Some of us will have to go through some very tough things. But he's not going to put us through anything that we can't endure. That's what it's saying. Means we can be victorious. So when we see that the first seal is opened, we're going to rejoice. When we see the beast and we're going to be able to spot this guy, we're going to rejoice. We are not going to take his mark. We're not going to bend the knee. We're not going to worship the beast or his image. We're not going to take the mark or the number of his name. There's two things not to worship, two things not to take the mark. By the way, uh, taking some vaccine, even if it does have an RFID chip in it, even if as you take it, it puts some kind of a mark in your skin, and that's what we understand Bill Gates is actually wanting to do, him and his buddies, that's not the mark of the beast. You will know the mark of the beast. However, I'm, at least I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm not taking some vaccine. I'm not letting them put an RFID chip in me. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Because the Bible says in Psalm 91, Because he has known my name, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So I'm counting on God. The wages of sin is death. If I don't sin, then I believe God is going to protect us. He's going to give us long life. And so my life is hidden in Christ. So I will do what he wants to do, even to the death. I also just learned that Heaven's Harvest has more food in stock. That's right. Freeze-dried, the coveted freeze-dried food in stock at HeavensHarvest.com. And if you put the promo code in STAN, it helps your Prophecy Club, and it also gets you a packet of heirloom seeds free. HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN, S-T-A-N, HeavensHarvest.com, STAN. What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? Would you tell them? Well, most would. So what is the most important information in the world to all people, nations, and languages? The most important thing to do is to receive Jesus, but the most important thing not to do is don't take the mark of the beast because those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are eternally tormented in hell. Revelation fourteen eleven says, The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. But how do you tell them? Give them the book, Miss the Mark. If they'll read this simple, thin, easy-to-read book, they will never take the mark of the beast. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them in shrink-wrapped sets of 10 to give away. One set of 10 for 30, two sets 45, four sets 70 at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. Back in 2017, God helped me to memorize the book of Revelation. God showed me the, the word first fruits is actually a secret door linking the Feast of Leviticus to the prophecies of Revelation, allowing the end time events to be placed in chronological order as never before. One prophetic word said it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time into obsolete books. That's this book. For the first time, you will understand that on first fruits, 
Jesus, the Lamb, returns to Mount Zion with 144,000 one-year-old Jews. On Pentecost, the wheat who are ready go to the marriage supper of the Lamb with the barley. The Father promotes Jesus at the marriage supper from Lamb to Lion, from Prince to King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus receives many crowns, a vesture dipped in his own sacrificed blood, and a white horse. The barley and wheat receive a wedding garment and a white horse to return on trumpets about four months later. This is the day of the Lord. Jesus the judge uses the morning star lightning sword to burn the tares. This is the judgment seat of Christ. All in Jesus report here and receive their just rewards. On atonement, Jesus is the judge at the great white throne. For those not in Jesus, the dead are judged based upon their works written in the books. Whosoever is not found written in the book is cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. On tabernacles, the new Jerusalem comes down from God out of heaven, all explained in the secret door to understand Bible prophecy. One for 20, don't do that. Five for 30, 10 for 55, or a case of 60 for $250 at prophecyclub.com. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings without interruption. The introductory rate, $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. You get the first three days free just to check it out. Watch prophecyclub.com.